This week on Dueling Review, it's Transformers Halloween Special from IDW Publishing. Whispers of a disembodied spark howling alone in the desert are floating around Cybertron. Whispers of Starscream's loyalty to Megatron's cause are also floating around. Frustrated and needing some space to clear his head, Starscream visits the desert and is surprised to actually hear the rumored screams. He follows the sound and is met with a creature that makes him question what it means to be a cybernetic being. Starscream faces off with this grotesque experiment in I Have No Mouth and I'm a Starscream. It's happening right now. Oh, spooky, scary times, kids. Ah, on the planet uh, Cybertron, the things are going with the boos and the ahs and the yee. <laughs> well, to be fair, everything Starscream says ends with a yee. Oh, is that who that guy was? I thought that that was uh, Defender. Because, you know, I'm all down on my Transformers uh, knowledge. Yeah, you thought it was Leader One. Yeah, he's definitely a Defender. Uh, So I was, I didn't know how to take this because a lot of it is, you know, you were just reviewing... uh, Shattered Glass, the Mirror Universe storyline this week on the Major Spoilers podcast. Yep. And somehow in this story, the Decepticons have taken over one of the big cities on Cybertron. And the Autobots are the the rebellion. Right. And it seems like everybody's like, yay, Decepticons. Well, this is before uh, the Autobots and the Decepticons came to Earth. Because they're on the city of Iacon. So this is back at the point where Megatron and his people, I believe, first took over and became the Decepticons. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, still a time of political intrigue. And I don't believe Megatron has yet turned into, you know, an evil overlord or whatever it is he does. I mean, eventually he'll crack and try to take over. And then uh, Optimus Prime will have to rise up. And, uh, so Still all are one. Yeah. So I'm also very interested because mammals apparently roam, roam, uh, Cybertron as well. So like there's other people from other parts of the universe that want to come and hang out here. Mm-hmm. And apparently, uh, if, if the moon is high and the time is right, you can hear the screams of a spark who has lost its body in the night when the moon is high. And so, uh, Starscream goes off into the, into the desert looking for the source of these screams and comes across an ape person who's been all trussed up by a Cybertronian, uh, thingamabobs. And when he tries to cut the beast loose, he finds out that he is sucked into the mind of the ape where he discovers a long lost colleague is there and has plans on escaping out of the ape body and getting into Starscream's body and then going and unleashing all sorts of murders all across the Cybertron, at which point Starscream is like, no, I will fight you back into this body, blah, blah. And then the end. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this episode is predicated on what you do and don't know about the mind of Starscream, which I, I mean, I get it. But I also feel like that's a really weird hook for a Halloween story. I don't get me wrong, I love Starscream as much as the next guy, but 
you know, getting into his mind and telling this horror story about his dead mentor. And I've, you know, Oh, but it's not, it's not him telling the story, right? It's the dead mentor is the one narrating the entire uh, issue. And again, I, I get it. You want to have a unique hook and you want to have a creepy story. You know, a couple of years ago when we did four out of five of the scary, scary Vader stories, I think I had some of the same, questions which is are we going for just the feeling of dread and strangeness because there's some of that here you know i'm not familiar with cyrac i've never heard of her before i think that she is a new character which again fine that's you know that's not a big deal you can create a new character even in something that's been around forever but i'm just kind of i don't know I, I liked being kind of creeped out by the whole thing, but I'm also like unhappy <laughs> at the way the story played out. Why did you want uh, Cyrac to get control of uh, Starscream's body and kill everybody? No, uh, I, I hoped that Starscream would stop Cryak, but I also was surprised at how strangely, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Ambiguous it was. Because he's still, you know, evil and manipulative and and horrifically bad. And I think the best part of the whole story for me is just the title. I have no mouth and I must Starscream. Yeah. Yeah. The Harlan Ellison Ellison short story. Which, But, you know, I've never heard of Cryak before. I've never heard of, of, uh, you know, I've never heard of meat-based primates on Cybertron. Yeah, so this is a, it has it to be in the, the long ago, far away times. So here's sure. my take on this thing: being an expert on all things Transformers, sure, um, just like Neil Simone is an expert on Arrow. Yeah, and my deep knowledge of all things Transformers, mm-hmm. I actually thought that this was a fairly creepy story, right? So there's mm-hmm. something out there in the dark that we're not that we can't go to, and we're all scared Decepticons and Starscream's like you idiots. This is just the Autobots, uh, you know, doing that. So that uh, they'll keep you away from their secret base. And then he goes out and finds that it's somebody that's kind of a little, I wouldn't say true body horror type stuff, but this primate has this cable attached to its head. And that's kind of scary in itself. And then when Starscream finds himself inside the body of this mammal and is like, oh my gosh, this isn't how teeth work. This isn't how skin works. How can, you know, that's, in in the idea of that in itself is kind of scary. I mean, it's not the body horror that we think of when we think of body horror, but I think for maybe for a Transformer, that would certainly be some kind of body horror thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And then this whole thing about you're going to be trapped inside this body forever while I go out and do this and steal your body. That's like Lovecraftian stuff right there. That's like Herbert West. That's like the, the Migos coming in and, and swapping yeah swapping places. So, I mean, that kind of horror is there as well. And I kind of felt a little bit of, um, what's the, the Poe one where the guy's being walled up in the wine cellar, uh, Oh the yeah. Cask the, of Monte Crisco or whatever it is. The cask of Amontillado. Yeah. For the um, love of God, Megatron. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. I feel a little bit of that going on, but it's not, but as you said, it's not boo. And you turn around and boo. Ooh. And, and you know, you turn the page and boo. It's, it's not that. But it is like some cerebral horror type stuff. And 
just the ending in itself is also horrific at that moment where uh Cyrac or Kyrax or Cybox or whatever. <laughs> Cybox, yeah. Yeah, Cybox. Uh, that's, you know, again, my Transformers knowledge goes deep. Um that moment when she realizes, oh, I am trapped in this body forever. And the only thing I can do is scream mm-hmm. and no one is going to come because of the myth that was set up. I am now all alone for the rest of eternity, or at least right. until Cybertron b- blows up and the Autobots and Decepticons escape the planet. Um, in the year 2005. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that is, I think that that is scary enough to me. That is, that is a form mm-hmm. of horror, maybe a, a nihilistic mm-hmm. cosmic horror that that encroaches into this story that isn't the there's a slasher around the corner or there's you know some uh creeping moss that's coming out of the refrigerator and covering your body kind of horror that people think mm-hmm. but i think it was a scary enough story especially for something that is i guess more aimed at kids mm-hmm. uh yeah i think i think it's scary enough it's weirdly that's what I'm looking for. It took, it took a long time to get to the bit. It did, yes. And I think that's part of it. And I have not been reading the latest Transformers series regularly. So this, you know, it may be something that all of this is established in the latest. I bet, I bet it's not. I want to say the 2018 era. But for my money, I feel like if I wanted a scary, scary story, and I do, that... This is about one quarter scary, scary, and about three quarters political intrigue and, you know, Starscream yeah, and kind so, of doing his Starscreamy thing. And so that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Nowhere does it say that this is the Transformers scary special. This is the Ooh. Transformers Halloween special where things do get creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so but I, I guess th- they do want to keep their you know, as established, I mean, it's, it's not written by uh, whoever that got all the, the weirdos all up in arms. So, you know, you've got that going for you. Yeah. Aubrey doesn't do transformers anymore. No, no. Thanks to the, to the dum-dums. Um, but so I don't know. I don't, I don't think the intention of this was to create a horror story or a scary story, but I think the nihilism and the cosmic horror aspects of it. And to an, an extent, body horror but again that body horror yeah. is more from the perspective of a of a cybertronian uh being right. put into a meat bag i mean that's the kind of body horror there so i mean it's a little bit different than what we may come out of it but i mean i think for what it is it's it's a fine story and and for a one shot i think it's a fine story i think it mm-hmm. does have some spooky but it's not the terror on every page it's not like Starscream is wandering through the desert or through the jungle or wherever that he's at. And all of a sudden he's like, and then I passed through a bunch of skeleton arms. And then I, <laughs> as I was reaching down, I felt a bowl full of brains. Ah! It's, it's not like that. Why um, be like that? I mean, it would be kind of cool to have a whole issue. That's just like that. Ooh. But from a story standpoint, I thought it took a little bit to get there to get to the mm-hmm. point where it was at. And I think that the minute that you realize who's narrating the story, I think that mm-hmm. was kind of like an OS moment. Right. Uh, but I thought nice. it was, I thought it was fine and fun enough. And what, from what I've realized about consumers is they're okay with what is just good enough. 
I get that. And, you know, again, I admit that I am not fully immersed in the curtain continuity. So right. there may be resonances here that someone who's reading the book regularly might have that I don't. Yeah. And I got to say, you know, visually, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, you I thought it was pretty cool. always know who's who. The, the creepy little ape monster is creepy. Starscream always looks like a, a human being who's also an F-14. Oh, man. And uh, Cyrax. Man. Yes. The fact that she's half mammal and half uh, robot was yes. kind of terrifying with her big old bulging bloodshot eye. Ooh, right. That's creepy. Yes. And she did have like, you know, creepy flippy dippy green portions in mm-hmm. her, you know, she looks like a mm-hmm. zombie. Yeah. She looks like it's kind of what she is. A Decepticon right? zombie. Well, yeah. And the fact that you can put that together, I think is that's a testimony to the strength of this artist. You know, when you sit down and you look at it and you say, Beth McGuire Smith, mm-hmm. how are you going to make a zombie out of a transformer? And the answer is clearly keep the transformer bits and add a bunch of decomposing, you know, humanoid or, or yeah, this man meat bits. parts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool. That I think is pretty cool. And I really do like the visualization of, uh, Starscream spark inside the creature's body mm-hmm. because they have these backgrounds where you see like circuitry overlaying yeah. blood vessels. Yeah. And then, you know, that's meant to represent his brain or his, his energies or whatever the hell you call it running through the creature's body. That's neat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I wasn't necessarily thrilled by the book, but I can definitely see the quality of what we get here. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. I don't think this is going to go down you know, in the, the history of comics is something that's as good as Batman, the cult or Arkham Asylum or, um, are you talking about good, scary comics? Yeah. I'm talking about good, scary comics, uh, mm. or the walking dead. It's not going to be anything like that. Uh, or that time that is... I picked up a book and it said, Frank Miller, female protagonist. Oh, <laughs> Holy terror. No. Um, <laughs> But Don't this is, I like think that. this is a fun book. And I think if you're open-minded enough to go check out some, um, some transformers action and mm-hmm. have it be kind of a cerebral cosmic horror experience, mm-hmm. I think, I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, I don't, I don't know what the total, let, let me look here really quick and see what the price is on the, Ooh, it's five ninety nine. It does. It's only 32 pages for five ninety nine. If this were four ninety nine, I would say I think even if you didn't enjoy it, you wouldn't feel like you were ripped off. But at five ninety nine, that's a little bit expensive. I, uh, hmm. mm. I enjoyed it for what it was. I think there's some some thinking parts in there. Yeah. I don't think anything will come of this story ever again. So at five ninety nine, you might want to wait until the a couple of months, and then it goes down to buck ninety nine or whatever it goes down to. So at five ninety nine, I'm not sure I can just say go out and buy it, and who cares? If this were three ninety nine, I'd definitely say go and buy it. At four ninety nine, I'm like it's four ninety nine. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. So what do you think? Tough. For me, uh, at five ninety nine, it's probably skip because even you know, even having a knowledge of Transformers that you clearly don't. I know. I like. Um, I do. Ratchet and Clank. Uh, booger, yep. Uh, yep. uh, alpha male, all yeah, of them. Don't forget him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the crimson Fox. Yeah. Uh, Tug Lasso. No, <laughs> no, bad. 
but I know all the Transformers. Oh, <laughs> but Louis says five ninety nine is a tough price to pay. It is, and if I think that if you're a person and you've listened to this and said you guys just don't know about the current ongoing cool Transformer stuff, that is legit. And if that changes your mind about two ninety nine or five ninety nine or whatever the price point actually is, then I think that may be worth looking into for you. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to say not so much with uh Yeah. You know, it might be it, it might be a skip. If this one had had Rocktober in it. Or if it had had uh, uh, crush slide, then yeah, I probably mm-hmm. would say. Or the, the one who turns into a pencil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pointy head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pointy head is his name. I think it's carbon fiber was his name. So Baluey is is here and making comments. And so is Olin, although Olin's comments are not as cool as Baluey's comments. And the reason why these two cool cats and a whole bunch of other cool cats are in uh, and commenting on what we are recording tonight is because they're hanging out in our discord server where we record this show live at eight o'clock PM central time. And we want you to come and hang out with us. And we want you to come out and uh, interact with us before the show, after the show, listen to us, record the show live. And uh, you can only do that if you are a patron over at patreoncom slash major spoilers. Now you do have to be a silver level member and higher for that. But I mean, right. if you're willing to go and pay $5.99 for Transformers Halloween special, then heck, you're paying even less than that to become a silver level member at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And once you do become a patron over at patreon.com slash major spoilers, you will be able to interact not only with us in the uh, Dueling Review live show, but also you will be able to pick the comic that we review next week. And he said, picking up on his cues, The way you do that is you go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. You're going to look for a list, and the list is going to say comics for the week of... Doing the math, doing the math, doing the math. Uh, So for you, add seven and subtract October 7th. October 6th. Yeah, that. So October 6th, and you will look at a list of comics. You'll be able to pick the comic you want. Get your friends, get the other spoilerites, you know, rally the troops, get everyone to come because the more people who play, the more fun the game is. It's like Squid Game. Yeah, but without all the death for now. Well, so far. Yeah. So uh, sad news, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, get your get your terror engines uh, revving. Here's some Halloween scariness for you. Uh, Get ready to start spreading the rumors across the land. It looks like DC Comics is no longer going to be printing comic books because next week. At least according to Comixology, they only have The Joker Presents number nine. And that's it. <gasps> no more DC Comics ever again. All those rumors were true. Oh, woe is us. What shall we do without DC Comics? Just kidding. Um, I have, I have no else. idea. You know, DC Comics has said that they've been running into some supply chain issues and said that mm-hmm. a bunch of comics were going to be delayed and pushed off until uh, October. It could be that... But more than likely, I think Comixology may not have updated their stuff yet. Or maybe they do just have one comic coming out next week because of supply chain. Don't read too much into it, which I'm sure the rest of the world and the Internet will. And uh, all your opinion pieces next week will be like, is this the end of DC Comics? No, Rich, it's not going to be the end of DC Comics. We told you that this was going to be the end of DC Comics. No comics, uh, uh, Nazi site. No, no, it's not that either. Uh, so just relax. 
On the other hand, Bruh. over at Boom Studios, we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer number 30. We also have Magic the Gathering number 7. There was a sneak peek up on the major spoiler site today. Ooh, scary stuff, kids. Also, Mighty yeah. Morphin number 12 comes out next week in case mm-hmm. you want to get in on some Power Rangers action. Uh, so there's just uh, three comics coming out from Boom Studios next week. Oh, the company's going over. Oh, we're going under. Oh. Dark Horse Comics next week. Apex Legends Overtime number three. That's the penultimate issue there. Uh, they also have Last Flight Out number two of six. And also the final issue of Worst Dudes number five. That's Dynam- a comic. Yeah, that is. A, that is. A, didn't you do like a review of uh, like Worst Dudes number four or something? I did, and you uh, in it. return, I got uh, I did like it, but I complained about something, and I got retweeted by the author. It was it was who, it who was kind of implied that you were missing the point? Who <laughs> kind of implied that I was a schmuck? But you know, <laughs> you know, one, it's fine. Good one. Congratulations! You finally got one of your reviews retweeted, and it was Bye. a diss on you. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Dynamite Entertainment next week has Barbarella number three, Dynamite Lives number four, Jennifer Bl- Jennifer's Blood number one, Red Sonia number, which one is this? Number two. 6,357. Yeah, they keep, uh, they kind of do a, a marvel where every time they're done with an arc, they just restart. And yep. so you really have to pay attention to what volume it's on. It's, I, think I think they're Red on volume Sonya six. volume 36. No, I think it's, it's five or six in the current uh, Dynamite run. I think 634. And then also we have, let's see, Vampirilla number 24 arrives next week. That's one of those uh, limited edition covers that are 50 bucks. So you can get that if you like. IDW nice. Publishing only has one, two, three, four comics coming out next week. <gasps> oh my God, Thank IDW is going under. They're going under. Uh, Marvel Action Origins number four, Star Wars The Ad- uh, Adventures, Ghost of Vader's Castle number three. Wow, they're already up to number three on that. That's that's pretty crazy. I, I for sure thought comic. that. They, I know, but I didn't. I thought they just started that last week. So I'm missing. They it. did. It's a weekly comic. Yeah, but if they started it last week, oh, uh, this week then would be two. Yeah. Next week would right. be two. That's how. Right. That's how days of the week work. That's how uh, image. That's it, yeah, that's how time continues. Uh well, hmm, unless you're Keeps with blowing, unless I'm with my wife, and then time comes to a standstill because she's Aww. so wonderful. Image Comics next brand. week has Righteous Thirst for Vengeance number one. And The Walking Dead Deluxe, number 24. Marvel Comics next week has a crap ton of comics coming out next week. I guess they're not going out of business anytime soon. Amazing Spider-Man number 75. Now watch, they will go out of business next week. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? You'll have have called it and everyone will be like, ooh. Captain Marvel number 33 arrives next week. I saw a, uh, a website today going, did you know that Marvel has a Captain Marvel? Yet, uh... DC Comics, Captain Marvel has to be called Shazam. Let's explore this together. It's like, oh, my God. What? Uh, what? I guess there's new people coming into comics all the time. Anyway, Darkhold Alpha number one arrives next week, as does Eternals, Celestia number one, and Hellions number 16. Hellions? Hell yeah. Hellions. For the Hellions. Hell yeah. Hellions, uh, they make the good mayonnaise. I thought they were the ones that uh, made those uh, onion tasting crunchy things. Onion tasting, crunchy things. Oh, do do darty. In all the rest category, we have the American Mythology Monster Monsters Volume Two, and I know a couple of people have requested that one already. I mm-hmm. I don't know if we can get a hold of it. If we can, and that's the winner, we will. But if not, we'll have to go with the second place. Some of the oh. ones in the all the rest category, some of those are rather hard to get uh, a hold of. Uh, not so with the case of Zenoscope Entertainment with Bell Headless Horseman One Shot uh, for five ninety nine. 
But when it right. comes to Beyond the Farthest Star number two, that one might be a little hard to get a hold of. Same way with Blowtorch number three. Um, the Sumerian Beyond the Black River number one. Now, we could probably get a hold of that one fairly easily because that's from a Blaze Publishing and they kind of mm-hmm. like us. But Dirtbag Rapture number one and Everfrost number four, no idea. But also coming out next week is Jackie Haha graphic novel, My Life is a Joke. I feel called out. All uh, Jackie Haha, hello. Also, the last book you'll ever read, number three, The Living Corpse Relics, number three, Menagerie, number one, or maybe that's Meringue, number one. I think that's uh, actually Menagerie, no. Monday, Monday, Rivers of London, number four. That's from Titan Publishing. Ninjas and oh. Robots, number 10. Rick and Morty presents Snuffles Goes to War. And, of course, we have Van Helsing, Beast of the Exmoor, one shot. That's a, a Xenoscope book. Willie's Wonderland prequel. I'm pretty sure that that is a Xenoscope book. Uh, Zombie Tramp <laughs> ongoing. I forget who does Zombie Tramp. I think that's um, um, uh, that's the Action Lab uh, Entertainment, I believe, as they do yeah, that. I haven't heard from them in I think years. they have a sub imprint. Like, yeah, it's uh, I want to say it's like Danger Doll something or yeah, it's uh, Action Action Labs Danger Zone. That's it. The yeah. Danger Zone. Yeah, I haven't heard from them in forever. I have to reach out and see what's going on with them, but. I suppose if you really want us to read a zombie tramp on going number 82, then you better get over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Cast your vote. Don't wait. Polling closes first thing Sunday morning and uh, I'll tabulate it up and then we'll figure out what we're going to read and you can come back next week. Hang out with us in the Dueling Review chat room and maybe you will get to hear Matthew say, I'm your captain. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.